Before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to let you know that I have got a brand new three-part audio series available to download right now. If you head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio, that's all one word, no spaces, you can download your How to Build Your Authority with Podcasting audio series. This is going to address guesting and hosting, so if you're interested in either of those and you want to know how to build your authority, head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio. The link will be in the show notes. Welcome to the Society of Professional Wedding Vendors podcast. My name's Donna, I'm your host, and today we're talking about why. everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about why and I've mentioned this a few times um, probably on the podcast, definitely on my Facebook um, page and group that your why is really important. Niching down and getting to the real crux of why you do what you do will help you stand out from the crowd. But today I'm not talking about your why. Today I'm talking about mine. The society is now eight months old. And it is my vision that the society is going to grow from strength to strength. And my why for doing it is a really strong pull as to why I want it to succeed. And I think a lot of you out there will understand my why and also see the relevance. In fact, I've actually reached out to a few of my female friends, previous brides who have had a tough time when it comes to working with their wedding vendors over the years. And I'm going to bring you those stories today. So this idea started around five years ago and it was after I had been a wedding photographer for around six years. I think at that point I had been photographing weddings for about six years and I'd seen a number of things that I thought, do you know what? That's not right. Oh my God, if that was my wedding day, I wouldn't be happy that that happened. And I saw things as a photographer in front of me happening. As a photographer, you are the one vendor who is with the bride pretty much all day long, depending on the package they've bought from you, obviously. But my packages tended to start with the bride getting ready through to the first dance. And that was sort of my core package. And I used to spend a all that time with the bride, essentially. I always say to couples when they were talking to me about their wedding photography, that even if they didn't go with me, make sure that you match personality-wise with your photographer, because at the end of the day, for the brides especially, you're going to spend more time with your photographer than you spend with your husband on your wedding day. So you best get along. So I I feel that that's really important. So with being with the bride for the entire day, I came into contact with a lot of other vendors, be that the florist when they dropped off the bouquets, whether it be the DJs when they were setting up in the evening, through to videographers, the staff at the venue, the lot, pretty much anybody who was there on the day I will have met. So it exposed me to a lot of things within the industry that I just thought, you know, that shouldn't really be happening. Each time I would spot something like that, it would play on my mind. 
I took on a part-time job in 2014 working for the British Healthcare Trade Association and that just opened my eyes to something that I thought was missing in the wedding industry. I think we are really underrepresented as an industry. If you go onto any of the things that ask you to fill in your job um, and you sort of got engineers, you know, all of these sort of options, wedding industry does not come under that. If you try and target on Facebook, for instance, wedding cake makers, you don't get a hit. If you want to target wedding stationers, you don't get a hit. We really aren't represented well in any situation. And we don't have the body behind us that says, you know, this is what a professional standard looks like. These are the people you should be hiring. And that really sort of started to play on my mind as well, that, you know, I now had this experience of working um, with a trading body and, and seeing how it worked from the inside. And the more I worked with them, the more I thought, this is definitely something the wedding industry needs. And that's where the idea for the society was born Now, it did take me a long time to get it off the ground and start to promote it. But as with these things, you know, life gets in the way. But things came to me and people would say things to me. And even as a photographer, I actually had people reaching out. Um, So I just wanted to play a story from Victoria, something that happened on her wedding day that she was disappointed with. Take a listen. I got married in 2006 and I was quite a young bride and I've been to wedding shows, looked at lots of photographers, but I only followed up with one photographer and I had this FOMO, this fear that I was going to miss out on um, the best deal. So I booked him up and uh, when I met with him, I gave him very clear instructions that I had a list of family shots that I wanted to do, but then the rest of the day I wanted him to just mingle and give natural, uh, candid like shots. So I was quite disappointed when on the day he filled most of the shoot time with lots of gimmicky comical shots which would be fine for some couples but in my case I'm an introvert my husband is the biggest introvert and he was mortified he was really embarrassed um and also he um the photographer had the cheek to be rude to my nan because he thought just because she was hard of hearing that she was also stupid and she knew exactly how um, he was being rude to her. Um, So (laughs) there's some very funny photos of her looking very cross with him, but still it it did taint the day a little. And actually some of the guest photos were um, more impressive than the photographer himself. So I actually think that the Society of Professional Wedding Vendors is a really good resource for brides because it shows that people that have taken the trouble to register and be a member they hold themselves to a higher standard and they're putting their clients first and it also shows that they're keeping their skills up to date and that's really important for um, trends and what um, brides and grooms want for their wedding day. Thank you so much for that story Victoria. I really appreciate you uh, reaching out and letting us know. So These are stories from real brides um, in real situations, things that shouldn't be happening. And I have a couple of photography stories. And I think that's because we tend to um, be with the bride for much more of her day. So she actually gets to see more of what we're doing. So in essence, really, photographers need to hold themselves to an even higher standard because we are going to be the most visible person on that day to the couple. And we need to be providing an excellent service. So on the back of Victoria's story, I wanted to tell you another story about a friend of mine who I've grown 
closer to since this happened to her, but she was just a Facebook friend at the time. And she actually reached out to me and this happened maybe four or five years ago. She reached out to me and asked me to review her wedding photos. She said that she really wasn't happy with them, but she wasn't sure whether she was being too fussy and if they were actually okay. So she wanted a professional opinion. And I said to her, yeah, sure, send them over. Let me see. Because I am, you know, I had a clause in my contract that said, you know, it's my creativity. So you can't sort of come back at me and say, because you don't like the style of the photos, when I would have shown you the style that I shoot, you can't say that that's a reason for wanting your money back sort of thing. So I could understand that she might not get his artistic viewpoint, that there might be something along those lines. And she just wanted her mind settled. So she sent me her photographs and I went through them. And going through them, I just got more and more disappointed for her. Simple things that as a photographer, we should know. Things like if you have somebody who is in a wheelchair, which uh, the couple's mum was in a wheelchair, that you would sit the bride and groom next to her, not have them stood up like soldiers it's just not a comfortable look. Um, you would sit them down next to her so that they could hold her hand or put their arm around her, something like that. You you wouldn't have this sort of stiff, formal photograph um, when somebody has to sit down. It just didn't make sense when there was only the three of them in the photograph. If it had been a bigger group and they'd had a few people sat down standing up, you know, that would make sense. But it just didn't make sense for them to be stood up next to her. Other things were the one photo of the bride with her stepdaughter there was only one and it was of them hugging which she loved except the photographer had focused on the flowers not on her daughter so she hasn't got an in-focus photo of her daughter which is really disappointing for her because it was one of her favorite photos but it was ruined because the focus was in the wrong place and now he may have done this deliberately because he wanted to highlight the photos but the fact that that is the only photograph of her daughter in the wedding photos of them two together is you know really upsetting to her. Something else she told me was that on the day of her wedding, as she was getting out of her bridal car, the photographer reached out to her and said, oh, by the way, a friend of mine wants to start shooting weddings and he's going to be shooting with me today. Didn't ask, didn't pre-warn, didn't phone her up beforehand, dumped that on her as she got out of her wedding car on the day. This um, friend who wanted to be a wedding photographer was in the background of many of the wedding images. This is not something that you dump on a bride as she's getting out of her wedding car. There was also other things that came up. I won't bore you with it all, but things like this should not happen on a wedding day. Things like this should not happen in our industry. And I just want to bring another story to you. Um, this one is from Helen and this is from a guest's point of view because this was her brother's wedding. Okay, so this was a few years ago now and it concerned my big brother's wedding, um, which took place in Yorkshire, which is where the bride's family were all based. And our family, uh, the groom's family, were all based in the London and Essex area. So um, what happened was they arranged for a coach to pick up all of the relatives around London and Essex and driving up the M1 to arrive in South Yorkshire for an 11am wedding. 
um, in a tiny village in the middle of nowhere. So you can imagine the early start they had. So anyway, long story short, the coach was halfway up the M1 and it broke down and sat on the hard shoulder for a couple of hours. Um, they tried to fix it. They couldn't fix it. They managed to get to a phone box to send a replacement. The replacement took a, a long time to arrive. And um, long story short, they were very, very late getting to the wedding, ending up doing things like changing their clothes on the coach and things like that. They delayed the ceremony for as long as they could. And this was in the days before mobile phones. So there was people running back and forth to phone boxes and what have you, trying to catch up with what was going on. But they had to proceed eventually. And one side of the church was full. The other side of the church was empty. So eventually the coach with all our family arrived right at the very end of the ceremony. And it was a military wedding with a guard of honour. Basically, everyone tumbled off the coach, ran to the church and managed to get the guard of honor recreated so at least they could get some photos but basically one half of the wedding party the wedding guests just wasn't there so i guess my message and it was very upsetting on the day um we can look back and laugh about it now but it was incredibly stressful when it was all going on so i think my message for the um society professional wedding vendors um planners anybody organizing weddings is you know something as significant as getting one half of the wedding guests to the venue on time needs a lot of planning if you're organizing transport make sure it's reliable reputable transport and i guess always always have a backup plan when you're transporting 40 50 people to a venue in one go thank you Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Helen. The reason that I brought these stories to you, even though they are from times gone by, is precisely that point. These things happened years ago, yet they still have an impact. The bride still remembers, the guest still remembers the things that go wrong. And that should not be for a couple, you know, as much as possible, um, things that are in our control should be controlled. And as professionals, we should be providing that excellent customer service. Now, obviously, um, we don't know the background of the coach company. We don't know how often their vehicles were serviced, etc. But it does stand to reason that if you are a coach company, that regular services should be carried out, that the viability of a coach should be checked before it leaves the station and these things shouldn't happen but if they do there should be a backup in place now obviously Helen said that they did call another coach but you know they were a long way from home it's a sticky situation to be in and you know there are things that do go wrong that we cannot control and that are outside of our control and I don't know the ins and outs of whether um, the coach company made this right with the bride and groom but the fact is that the groom did not have his family there to see his wedding ceremony that is a huge, huge issue. So that was very disappointing for them and something that possibly could have been prevented. So these things all sort of reflect my my why. I want professionals to be recognised for the professionalism that they show. I want professionals to have that badge to say, you know, I put high value on customer service. I have my contracts in place. I have my insurance in place. I do regularly update myself with training, um, skills, etc. You know, that that we are a growing 
industry and we are growing in our professionalism within our own businesses. And that is what the society is here to do, is to show that. Now, I have a story from one of, I think it might have even been the second wedding that I shot by myself. And this was what really kicked it off for me. From my point of view, here on a wedding day, um, I would dress in sort of black trousers, a blouse, a jacket or a cardigan, you know, something that would keep the chill off me maybe, um, depending on the time of year. And, you know, I would try and blend into the background, you know, smart shoes that were flat. And that was kind of my standard uniform. I was at this wedding and the videographer, and I know most of you will have heard this story before, but I will tell it again because I I still cannot believe that it happened in in all honesty. He turned up in a full-on tracksuit. I thought he was a guest um, that obviously didn't care to dress up, but I was introduced to him as the videographer. He was wearing full-on tracksuit with white trainers too the wedding. Not only that, he was smoking outside the church whilst all the guests were coming in. Then when we left the ceremony and went to the reception, we were actually offered a seat at one of the guest tables because two of the guests hadn't turned up and they didn't want to waste the dinners. So they invited us to take a seat at a table, which we did. I had a Diet Coke with my meal and I conducted myself professionally, uh, whereas this videographer was sat next to me in his tracksuit drinking a beer. Needless to say, his presentation wasn't great. You shouldn't really be drinking alcohol as a vendor while you're working in the first place. But if you're going to have any, you know, I know a lot of couples will ask you afterwards, I'll stay and have a drink. Um, I always declined that or, or had a quick half diet coke or something because I was knackered and they usually appreciated that I'd been on my feet all day and and would let me go. But if there was an insistence, I'd stay and have a half half pint of diet coke. You could possibly have a glass of wine at that point to cheers the bride and groom um, if you wanted to once your job is done. But drinking alcohol when you are working is is just dangerous for you really because what happened was this couple then got their wedding video through and were disappointed there was no sort of stabilization on it he was handheld he didn't have a lot of equipment they didn't have a contract with him and they had no comeback but if you even if you did on the alcohol side of things, they would have come back on that. If you had a contract in place, they would be able to say, well, you know, you drank alcohol and now our video's ruined um, and it's because you were drinking and and they could blame you for that. Um, So you don't want to put yourself into a position where you're going to be liable in that way. But the fact was that this guy was, was just a rogue trader, in all honesty, turning up, not dressed for the job, Uh, not conducting himself professionally at all during the day and then providing um, a video that was not um, of of any standard really. It was a home movie in essence and they were really disappointed and that broke my heart for them. So that is really where my my cog started turning. Um, What could I do about this? How could I help um, couples? Um, How can I help professionals stand out um, from those that are not conducting themselves professionally. And that is when, um, you know, 
it, it all started. And that is why um, I'm so passionate about what the Society of Professional Wedding Vendors stands for. So we have a code of conduct, which all of our members must agree to. We also have them submit their insurance and their contracts or order forms in terms of service. And we will be initiating mystery shopping of our members um, over the coming months so that we can make sure that they are keeping to the standards that we have set. This is why we are reaching out to you as professional vendors to come and join us. Come and get in with us now. Um, I have a fantastic offer coming next week. It's kind of a, a late Black Friday deal, I suppose, but it's actually coming next week and it will be in standing for December up until the 23rd of December. And it is a great deal. I will tell you more about it next week. I understand that it has been a devastating year for us. Money's tight for everybody. So I want to be able to make it a no-brainer for you guys to get in with us before the end of the year. So when we start 2021, you can have that badge, you can have that professional stamp that says, you know, that you have had your credentials checked and that you agree to a code of conduct that says that you will provide high levels of customer service because more than ever, brides are going to be looking for that stamp of approval. They are going to be looking for you to show that you can be trusted with their wedding day, that you are professional at what you do and that you have experience in what you do. And that is what the society is going to help to do for you. So I just have one final story. This is from Kate. And this was again about her wedding photography. Take a listen. So it was the photographer. I went with, I really didn't know what I was doing. I arranged my own wedding and I was all, it was all about cost effectiveness because we were funding it ourselves and so I used the local photography firm that my in-laws had used. Uh, I was assigned a photographer which is great um, but really when I think back there was zero planning with me. Um, so a couple of things that happened are yes she turned up at the hotel in the morning uh, to take pictures of me but what she didn't tell me is what time she needed to leave to then go to the church to do pictures of the groom and uh, the groom's party. So um, my I prioritised getting my bridesmaids done and then I was last my hair is not at all what I wanted because it had to be rushed because my friend hadn't prepared my hair yet for the photos to be taken so there's that communication um then obviously she went to the church and then I asked her if we could do a group shot um at the event at the you know at the reception and she said she didn't want to because it, it takes so long to coordinate. So I was like, oh, OK. Um, but so there's just a couple of things, the lack of communication, really. Um, oh, and I didn't know any better because I was, you know, um, a 26 year old bride or 24 year old bride or whatever it was. Um, so my tip to uh, photographers is and I'm sure this is today is not what it was. Um, 17 years ago and that photographers do sit down with their brides and plan what shots they want and timings most importantly so when does the bride need to be ready for the pictures um, so that she's not rushing the bit that's most important which is getting herself ready. Thank you so much for um, giving us that information Kate. As a wedding photographer that actually shocked me because one of the first things that I would do with my couples would be say what time is your dinner booked in for? What time is the ceremony booked in for? And I would literally timetable the rest of the day around those two points so that we could get their photos done, their group shots, make sure that I was at the bride's house on time, that I had enough time to get from the bride to the church 
search for the groom shots, etc. So to know that this company didn't do any of that um, absolutely shocks me. And I'm sure it would shock a lot of you guys. But this does happen. And this is what the society is here to do is to protect couples from companies that do not do the job that they're being paid to do. So if you are a professional wedding vendor working in the UK, then please do come and check out the society. Check out the podcast next week for that deal that is going to go live. Get on our mailing list. It's in the show notes. Um, go Scroll right to the bottom of the show notes and you can sign up to get podcast updates so that you don't miss anything. And I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.